This is Spin Control, a Fibercraft podcast by a joyful girl. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Spin Control, episode 130, Nice and Quiet. This, of course, is your host, Shiloh. In this episode, I've got some knitting, some spinning, a little bit of sewing. I'm all spun up about one of my favorite online shops. But, of course, we will kick this all off with some updates. Honestly, I don't have a whole lot to update you on. That's because things around my little farm have been nice and quiet, like good and quiet. That's not like a bad thing. I really thoroughly enjoy it when I don't have like too many plans or too many things going on. There's been no action, no adventure, no chaos, which is great. And things are just kind of moving along smoothly and I like it. The weather's getting cooler. The leaves are changing. And I think we're kind of just winterizing a little bit and You know, no major plans, not a whole ton of stuff going on. The only real update that I have is we may have an accidental alpaca. Well, we don't have an accidental alpaca. So last summer, last August, my boys were boarded at my breeder's farm because we were getting our fence like totally taken down and fixed. And apparently, as it turns out, one of my boys may have gotten a little randy and made his way into the female pin. So one of their alpaca was like, not in the mood to breed this year. She was kind of acting weird. Why was she, is she sick? What's the matter with her? Um, It turns out like two weeks ago, she had a baby that they were not expecting her to have. And my boys may have been the culprits that accidentally added an alpaca to my breeder's herd. So it's really cool. He is super duper dark black and he is adorable. He was a little sickly when he was born. He had a heart, like part of his heart hadn't closed up properly. So he was pretty weak and lethargic and they weren't exactly sure if he was going to make it. So he doesn't have a name yet. I suggested this weekend that they call him Midnight Run because that's how his mother became pregnant was on a midnight run by one of my boys, most likely, but he's adorable. So because of his coloring, if I had to guess, I would say that bittersweet chocolate is the most likely father for this young little alpaca because he's my darkest. Anything could happen because his mother is a white alpaca. But bittersweet chocolate, they say he's dark brown, but once you shear him, you see that he's a bay black. If those colors don't mean anything to you, that's okay. I will find a website resource and link to like all of the alpaca natural colors so you can really see what a bay black is. It's not like a black black, but it's pretty darn close. But he is adorable and sweet, and he's actually doing a lot better this week than he was the previous, a lot healthier and acting like a proper little Kriya, and he's super adorable, and that totally makes us happy. And I will have to keep you posted on his progress and let you know if he ends up on my farm. I don't know if he will because, one, My boys are all ages right around seven years old, and I don't have any other little alpaca. 
So he would have to be completely housed by himself because the other boys would just like the likelihood that he would get trampled or something like that's just too high to put him in with those older male alpacas. So we will have to see. He's like tiny. Like, so, you know, he's not ready to wean or anything like that. But we'll keep you posted on on the progress in our little accidental alpaca. Maybe by the time I record again, he will have a name. So I'll keep you posted. Well, it looks like that's just about all I've got going on in updates. So I guess it's time to get this podcast started. And now it is on to spinning my wheels. I've been pretty busy. Um, one of the projects I took on was larger than I expected. So it may have stolen a little time from some of my normal things, but that's okay because I'm glad I got it worked on. I've been pretty busy over the last two weeks. In knitting, hat number one, we took photos. The hat was blocked and completed. I finished writing up the pattern. Now I still just need to send that stuff, package it, and send it to my tech editor for a review. And then that hat will be ready to go. I did start on hat number two. I have two different colors of orange. One is in Farm Twist and the other is Malabrigo Rios. I cast on one version of the hat in the Farm Twist and it's knitting up so well and it's making me happy. So I've gotten only about two inches knit on the hat. I'm knitting it in the round. And so I've gotten the pretty much just like the cuff of the brim done. And it's time to start a transition into the next section of the hat. And so because of the way that I am doing this, and because I actually know what I want the hat to look like in the end, what I typically do is as I'm knitting my first sample, I'm actually writing out all the steps for the design. I have them in general written out, but now I will write it as I'm knitting it to really kind of check my work and make sure it's panning out the way that I want it to. So that one is in progress and moving pretty smoothly, and I'm enjoying that. I haven't done a whole lot more knitting. So I still have that one scarf, my sock blank scarf, going. And because it's so simple and I don't have to write anything down as I go or I don't have to do anything special with it, it's literally just one action row. That's what I call it, where you're putting the patterning in, and then the next row is all plain knit stitches. So one action row then a row of knitting. So that pattern, because it's so easy, has kind of become like my travel pattern. If I'm the passenger in a car, that's what I'm working on. I took it to knit group because there's no counting involved. Yeah, it's a really simple pattern. I'm loving the way that it's working up. Well, so here's the funny thing. I don't actually know what the finished project is going to look like because I'm actually knitting it directly off of the sock blank. So that means that it's, I'm knitting with, you know, ramen right now because it's still got all the texture from being knit into the sock blank. And so it's, it's knitting ramen and it's really quite interesting. So I won't really know how successful this knit is until I get it to the point where I can actually block it and see how it goes. Cause I think it's much tighter because it's got like a double set of <laughs> knitting texture to it because it's ramen. So that's pretty interesting, but I'm enjoying it and it's moving pretty quickly. And yeah, I'm totally digging that one. I managed to get as far as purchasing yarn for that baby sweater that I need to knit, but that's about as far 
as I got with that. So here was the deal. I happened to be out running errands doing something else. And I'm like, okay, I tried my local yarn store to find the right color that I needed for this baby sweater, but I didn't tan out. Like it didn't, it didn't work out there. They did not have the color that I wanted or needed for this project. That was two weeks ago. So then finally, when I was running errands this past weekend, I was like, I will just swing past Joanne, run in, get the yarn that I want, and then we're good to go. You know, I have a minute. And I was so proud of myself. I like went into Joanne's. I was like, I found the yarn I wanted in the color I wanted. I was like, oh my gosh, I went to Joanne's and I'm buying the yarn I need in the amount I need for a specific project. And that's all I'm going to walk out with. But then on my way to the front register, I ended up with uh, maybe a couple other balls of yarn, actually two cones and two additional balls of yarn. So like I didn't way overdo it. I didn't have to get a cart. I could carry everything right to the register, but I was foiled by Joann's and ended up buying more yarn than I actually needed, but that's okay. I'll survive and I'll find a thing to do that. So the one is two cones of, I think, a recycled cotton blend. And there is a summer shirt that I want to design and knit. And I think that yarn is going to actually be perfect for it. So I'm not upset that I found that. And I'm pleased with that purchase and it should be wonderful. But that's all I've got going on in knitting. I've got plans for that baby sweater, which should be done by the time I record next. But I have to actually cast it on and start it. I might have to put other things away or down to get it done, but but that's all right. It's actually a very, very quick, simple garter stitch pattern that's easy to knit up. But the final like product makes me pretty happy. But that's easy. On to spinning. Because what I was doing with sewing stole crafting time from me, I'm just now actually, as I record this, finishing the ply on the abstract fibers. And it's plying up pretty well. So I think I've told you that I got a Daedalus spinning wheel, a Sparrow, and I've been relatively exclusively on this electric spinning wheel since I got it. But I still have a ways to go when it comes to fine-tuning my use of it. So I'm noticing a lot of spots in this abstract fiber that are coiled and overspun. And I thought I was being super consistent, but apparently I was wrong. (laughs) So I still need to just get better at using this wheel. I don't think I overspin as much on my Hanson mini spinner as I do on this little Daedalus wheel. So I'm still fine tuning the speed and the tension and all those sorts of things that I need to be more proficient and get like a better executed yarn. I will continue to work on that. So over the past mm, eight weeks or so, I've actually been spinning from like some deep stash, right? So what I think I'm going to do for my next project after this one is done is I am going to pick something that I've more recently acquired just to mix it up a bit instead of just, you know, completely diving to deep stash every time. So I got some wonderful stuff from Fossil Fiber in her last shop update just recently, a couple weeks ago. And I think I'm going to either spin from the bat that I got or this beautiful braid that I got. So I will keep you posted and let you know what I decide on that. So that should be pretty good. But I have no clue what I'm going to spin next, but I just think it's going to be a more recent acquisition than what I've been doing. Now it's on to sewing. So the only sewing I have done, and I am not disappointed about it, was I mended those pockets on those jeans that were plaguing me. And I'm so proud of myself. Like, it's not super beautifully executed, 
but it's done. Like I can put a phone in my pocket and it does not fall out because there's no longer holes because I mended them. And that makes me so happy. I am wearing them today and I'm super pleased with the results. And I think they look adorable. Once I get better at mending, like the actual execution will look better. But I'm just as pleased as punch that I actually successfully mended these pants. Makes me overjoyed. And I can't wait to mend the rest of my stuff. So it took, it took like a whole weekend. <laughs> Not like all day every day. But last weekend, that's pretty much the only crafting I got done. So that's kind of how my spinning time got stolen. And plying on this was because I decided I was going to do this. I was going to execute the mend on these pants. There, It's got two pockets, two back pockets that needed mending. Both of them were done. And what I did was I cut patches out of some 100% cotton denim that I had rescued from some previously owned jeans and inserted those into the inside of the pockets and then decoratively attach them to the pockets so they look like intentional package. So it's very visible mending. I love the results and I'm super happy. So instead of trying to fully describe that here on an audio podcast, I'm going to write a longer blog post about the experience and how I executed it and how pleased I am and I'll include pictures and things like that. So it's a joy. I had a blast doing it and I'm very proud of myself and the end result. So that is pretty darn cool. So I've been pretty busy. I've gotten a lot accomplished. A lot of things that, you know, are a little out of the ordinary for my standard crafting time. And that's all I've got. I'm spinning my wheels. I'm going to put my spin on one of my favorite online shops for all things spinning wheels. I am a regular customer of the Woolery. And they have provided me with exceptional customer service and helped me in ways that I could have never imagined because of the complexity of my little wheel collection. All right. So I think you know that I have one, two, three, four different spinning wheels in my collection that are discontinued. And they're all Louette wheels. But the Woolery actually has an amazing selection of parts and accessories for all sorts of brands of spinning wheels. So in looking at their website, they've got Ashford, Kromsky, Lindrum, Luet, Magicraft, Roberta, and Schacht. They deal in all of those wheels, which is great. And it works out wonderfully for me because the Woolery has an amazing relationship with the folks that make Louette. So Louette is actually made in Holland. So it's not the easiest thing to, one, get repaired or replaced. There is a headquarters in Canada. So they do a lot of work there in terms of parts repairs and those sorts of things. But if it can't be done in Canada, then they have to send it back to Holland to get things fixed and that sort of stuff. But over the years, I've actually had to get a number of parts and pieces and accessories for my various little wheels, even the discontinued ones, and they sell them all. So I'm bringing this up because recently I was, you know, dusting off the wheels and pulling things out and playing with them. And my S90, which is a discontinued folding kind of travel wheel, it's big for a travel wheel, but it's still a folding collapsible wheel. And 
I pulled it out of the basement. I unfolded it and got everything set up to mess around with a little bit. And before I could do anything, like I stood up, walked in the other room to grab something, and I heard the drive band snap. Like it was, it was just old. They're plastic. It, it, it was just old and reached the end of its life and it was done. So I didn't actually get to play with that wheel at all, which kind of sucked. But within two weeks, I actually received a brand new drive band and a backup from the Woolery. And this wheel is probably 20 years old, at least. And they discontinued it, I believe, before 2013. But I was able to just literally go into their inventory and find a new drive band, order it, and within two weeks, it was in my house. And I've actually had to buy drive bands and other parts and pieces for my various Luet wheels. I've got an S40 that is a discontinued wheel, and I got a drive band for that. I had to get a new, in the very beginning when I bought that S90, I had to get um, a tension strap. It is the only scotch tension wheel that I own, and it needed a new tension strap. But I was able to get it without question from the Woolery. Back in the day, my very first wheel, the Victoria, um, one of my friends or acquaintances had, we were, you know, having a little event at the house. The spinning wheel was downstairs in my basement. The kids got a hold of it. And for some reason, her five-year-old son decided it would be a great idea to stand on both pedals, jump. So the bar that connects the treadles on that wheel was snapped in half. And, but because of the woolery, I was able to get a replacement part with no problems. It was awesome. It took a little longer because it was something they didn't have on hand, but they have such a great relationship with Louette that it was, it was easy to get the product and it's fixed. And if it wasn't for the woolery, I would not, most of my antique wheels would be in disrepair and I wouldn't be able to use them or I would be improvising makeshift drive bands and parts and pieces for them. But that relationship has saved me more than once. And I am so thankful for the woolery. And even when there's been issues, they are so great with customer service over the phone or via email that I've been able to get my stuff resolved. And it's been wonderful. I love the Woolery. If you have any of those spinning wheels where you need parts or pieces, um, they're a great resource and I would recommend them to anybody. And that is my spin on the Woolery. Well, because it has been so quiet, I do not have a ton to share with you this episode. So it looks like it is time to spin off. But I do have some big plans coming here in the near future. Lots of plans, actually. Like the rest of my October is going to be super duper busy in a whole lot of ways. So let me tell you what I got going on for next weekend. I have got to get up at the crack of dawn on Friday morning before work, and I am taking the boy to the airport, and he is going to be gone all weekend. Why am I excited about this? That means that I I could literally have like the whole weekend in my pajamas if I wanted and not have to be obligated to go anywhere or see other people or do anything. And I will get so much done around the house that I typically can't do when he's here because he's a little bit needy and he requires more of my attention. So I can't necessarily spend an entire weekend in the craft room when he's present because he gets, he gets lonely and he misses me, which is kind of fantastic. But still, sometimes it is nice to get a break. We miss each other, but I will get a lot done. 
And I will definitely have a lot to fill you in on during the next episode about all the things I did get accomplished. I am already planning on how I'm going to be able to get time and how I'm going to be able to spend time skirting some fleeces finally. Like I'm like, okay, he's not going to be here. Definitely take this opportunity to skirt some fleece. So that'll be wonderful. And I, it's pretty much, I'll stay up too late. I'll sleep in a little, but probably still get up too early and be able to get a ton accomplished while he's not here. And next weekend, I will also be packing for a large trip, a week-long event in late late October, but I'm not going to tell you about that until next episode, until next week, till right before it happens. So I plan to do that. I will let you know our next episode about my prep for this trip and what the trip is, and I'm super excited about it. I've actually been waiting since... Uh, the beginning of COVID <laughs> to actually take this trip because it's, you know, like the third time I've actually attempted to to do this. So I'm super excited and I've heard this trip is life-changing and hopefully I'll be able to report. Next episode, I will tell you all about what I've got planned and my packing adventures for getting that trip underway. Should be pretty cool. I'm super excited and I can't wait. But yeah, this episode, I'm going to lead us out with a version of my favorite song. So my favorite song of all time is Can't Help Fallin' In Love, originally performed by Elvis. And so far, I have not found a version of that song that I do not like. If I can find a version of that song by 21 Pilots or somebody else amazing, I will purchase it and lead us out. But right this second, I do not know which version I will be playing, but it will be a version of Can't Help Fallin' In Love. It is my all-time favorite song, and I love every version I've ever heard of it, even like UB40. So we'll see which episode I find and decide to play for you. Well, that's all I've got. So thank you all for joining me for another episode. I can't wait till next time. I can tell you about all the things I've got planned. As always, you can get the details about this episode and all the past episodes at spincontrolpodcast.com. You can email me at shiloh at foreverhandmade.com. Catch me on Ravelry and social media as Forever Handmade. Thanks again, guys. I'll talk to you soon. Wise men say only fools rush in. Take my heart